0: hey basic fam welcome to the basic buzz my name is Davey and this is episode 9 today I'm joined by the wonderful Trista at your beauty pro and of course we've got our February feature drumroll please GC Murray jr. how are you doing today sir i'm doing well
1: appreciate you having me on
2: what up what up people
0: what up so yeah gc tell us a little bit about yourself man where 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 are you
1: from man davy i'm just a regular guy i was born in key west raised in miami dade county at 305 dade county
0: hey. and uh
1: i went to fiu for undergrad came up to Florida state for law school and got trapped up here in tallahassee which is uh, affectionately known as the Paris of the Panhandle. <laughs> Excuse me?
2: <laughs> the, pa- <Yeah>. the Paris? <laughs> he, he did just say that, yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> good grief. You've been, you,
1: you've been to Paris, right?
0: Oh, I have been to Paris, and there's nothing and you mean- like that place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo. Well, uh, when's the last time you've been to Paris? Uh, what? Two, two years ago. Yeah, things have changed since. <laughs> you know, I was
2: thinking, where can this be going? <laughs> uh,
0: I know. It's been flooding, that's for sure. <laughs> but um so yeah, let's so you're from you're from Miami. Three oh five, pit bull, all that kind of stuff. What you know, so what you you
1: went to law, what got you into law? You know, I you know, I told uh, this to Trista when when her and I spoke, you know, I had the great benefit of uh, my dad being an attorney. He was actually the first African American attorney um, as an assistant state attorney in Monroe County. Hmm. So you know, I, I was born into this understanding and this desire to respect the rule of law. Amen. So that's kind of like, oh, you know, growing up, all my skill sets were developed to be a good litigator, to be a good lawyer, and that's uh, ultimately what what I ended up choosing. That's
0: awesome. And I mean, as great as it is that your father. Was the first black judge. You have a first
1: as well, correct?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I was, and uh, he was the first black assistant state attorney, and I was the first uh, African American attorney hired by the Florida Justice Association, also known as the Academy of Florida Trial Lawyers. And they've had a long 50 plus year history of protecting individuals' rights, uh, especially their right to trial by jury and their right to have access to the courts so it's it was a wonderful feeling to join them in 2012 yeah and, and people don't really
0: realize that not everybody gets a trial by jury
1: yeah with uh with the things progressing and alternative dispute resolution a lot of people are forced into arbitration i bet if you take a look at any of the adhesion contracts that you signed recently whether it was through your cell phone or through your latest update on on any device you probably have a provision in there which mandates that you got to go to arbitration yes. so mm-hmm. and the thing about arbitration yeah if it wasn't mandatory or binding then it would be fine but it's a uh, imagine this if you have a scenario where the person who is paying you is 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 also the person that selects you and if you keep ruling against that person what do you think the natural outcome is going to be they're going to stop picking you. And that's kind of some of the downfalls of, uh, the forced arbitration.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah, that's pretty. So, I mean,
0: we all, I mean, we all find ourselves having to, uh, get away from work. So when you're not heading off and fighting for people's rights and being Superman, what, what else do you partake in?
1: <laughs> and the, the best thing I can do with my time is, uh. Spending with my beautiful wife. Uh, we're expecting a, a little boy, GC3. Uh, Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations.
2: Yeah. Appreciate yeah, that, congrats. right?
1: And uh, he's actually going to be born later this month, February. So, talk about Black history right there, right? So, yeah, happy. But, uh, So, I'm super excited about that. But outside of that, um, you know, my wife and I have spend a lot of time working on the Innovative Community Engagement Foundation, uh, also known as the ICE Foundation. Hmm. And, uh, You know, our our mission is to stimulate different segments of society through mentorship, service and professional development. Dang.
0: What are some of the, I guess, like some of the events that you guys have done?
1: So on the mentorship side, that's how we get into the K through 12 system. And that's that's really the core thing that that I love to do the most. And, uh, you know, probably the biggest project that we have is our mock trial fundamentals competition. Mm -hmm. You can learn so much uh, about. Life by trying to be a lawyer and trying to defend people, you get to understand different perspectives uh, but one of the things it does for the students is teach them oration, critical thinking uh, deep analysis, reading comprehension, and it's kind of a way for us to teach them all of these things while not formally having them in a in a learning environment, so we kind of trick them into learning <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it, and how does that
0: differ? How does that differ from just like a simple debate club?
1: You know, with the debate club, one, it has that that stigma, and unfortunately, that's something that, you know, I, I'd say in, in in most communities, but definitely the Black community, where we have a stigma about the desire to be educated, hmm. um, and and advancing oneself academically is sometimes frowned upon. So you know, the debate club ha- comes with the stigma of being a nerd or you know, not, not, not as cool, whereas mock trial uh, is completely different, especially when it's a fundamentals competition, and the reason we added the fundamentals portion is because we wanted the students to gain all of those benefits uh, that competition enlists and instills, but also not uh, force them into, you know, preparing like you would for a normal competition. Yeah.
0: That's
1: really inspirational.
2: the fact that you said you have to trick
1: them into it it's kind of funny you know you know how kids are but yeah I mean a lot of times like you know the things that are the best for them are not the things that they they see or often have the time to uh, affiliate with so you got to kind of get them to a place where they are accepting of the knowledge that you're trying to help impart on them and that's kind of what we do with the Fundamentals Competition
0: gotcha wow And I'm guessing, now you're an attorney, you work in Tallahassee, and you work in a field that tries to assist and protect people's rights. What, and if you may, if I can ask you, like, what exactly, was there a tip or something that you can probably give to, just in general, to people if they need their rights protected, or in this, especially in this day and age, where we have so many different types of um, verbal, physical, um, mental attacks coming in from different directions, whether it be from our government, you know, from the person down the street, anything like that. What what kind of suggestion can you provide?
1: I think the first and foremost, you have to know your rights in order to protect them, and everyone should get familiar with our constitution, whether it's the U.S. Constitution or the state constitution, whatever state you're in, or, you know, are the local laws that govern you. There, there are so many different regulations and laws that affect our, our day-to-day living, and I don't know if everyone has a good enough grasp on them. I don't even know if I have a good enough grasp on them. Well, but if a lot you don't, of times, I don't. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, and I mean, right. so, so it, it behooves all of us to get a little more involved, get a little more knowledgeable about, you know, the laws that govern us, because ultimately we're the ones that are in control of those laws mm. and uh, elections have consequences. So if you if, uh, you know, if you're a proponent of some particular stance and that stance is not what the law is, I mean, you could be you could petition the government to change it. Um, a lot of people are or at least in Florida, Citizens' initiatives have been extremely popular and successful. Not, not all the time, and they're expensive to do. But you know, we've seen them work in the past. So it's just something getting familiar with the laws is probably one of the biggest uh, pieces okay. of advice I'd offer. So basically, yeah, no, no, an attorney. I know
0: (laughs) an attorney. Of course you would that. Well, I mean, like, basic fam, just know... So, first off, like anything, know your rights. Stay woke. This is the time... I mean, we've been thrust into a a time now when it's been front and center. We have to ask these questions even to ourselves, you know, to our friends and to our children, uh, um, emphasizing what rights we have in different situations. And then, of course... As GC just mentioned, if in any case, um things get a little too difficult, that's when you reach out for your attorney.
1: Yep. hoping that no one ever has to have a situation where they'll need an attorney outside of things like contracts and stuff. But in the rare cases that you do, it's always good to to, to know one that you can trust and feel comfortable with for real now, no. go
0: ahead, Tristan I just
2: saying, it's it's true. I have a sister who is an attorney of course she's not in florida she's in maryland right now but i mean she's one that i know of and it's important to like like david said earlier just stay woke stay aware educate yourself and be around people that's how you also get to know people also
1: network mm-hmm. well let's say your network is your net worth
0: so GC, actually, we're gonna. I guess we're gonna hit the topics and guys. GC actually came up with this first one, and I think it's actually very important. Like we don't pay attention enough to whether it be like any of the po- like a lot of the political moves that occur, but behind what we see on the television, we have our local politics. So governing here, specifically, the Florida politics we don't necessarily know how different things get argued out or how we flush out to a point where we have an amendment to vote on. So, GC, can you explain to us this suggestion on this topic of Constitution Revision
1: Commission? So, this is something that is extremely unique, and I want to say it's just unique to the state of Florida. None of the other 49 states in the union have this. We have what's called the Constitution Revision Commission. And every 20 years they meet and they are able to determine what goes on or what goes off the Florida Constitution and put it on a ballot for the citizens to vote on. So it's an amazing process. I wanna say it it comes all the way out of a, a, a thought and theory by Thomas Jefferson that every generation should have the right to determine what its governing documents are. Or, or something there about. So every 20 years, which yeah, back in those days was pretty much the, a generation. Ultimately, the voters, you know, ultimately will decide by 60 percent um, what gets, you know, finalized. But it's so important to have input on the process. It's it's hmm. it's, an, it's been incredible to watch it. I'm actually writing a book on it. Wow, that's oh. a big deal. I mean,
0: hopefully, it's not <laughs> too convoluted either, given the fact that most of us don't speak legalese.
2: Right.
1: (laughs) What I wanted to do with the book is 20 20 years ago uh, in in 1997, 98 was when the last CRC um, was formulated. And essentially, no one when we were talking about it this year and last year, no one really knew what happened. Um, So I wanted to write the book kind of from the perspective of here's everything you need to know that surrounded the CRC that you would never know by researching the CRC. So there's so so many games. The secrets,
0: the secrets, the cloak and daggers, guys. This is this is this is the making of the Illuminati. Oh Oh, gosh. So I mean, some of this stuff. I mean, I I took a moment. The men, the time that you mentioned it to me, actually went to the website, and it's pretty easy. The site is flcrc.gov, and they have literally all the the proposals made by both the public and the commit that were accepted by the commission, correct?
1: Yep, that that's spot on.
0: So, uh, of course, I went straight to the public ones cuz I want to hear what these crazy Florida people want on <laughs> on their agendas, but there were some actually some interesting ones that popped up. Like um there was one guy that was making a proposal that we should move the government outside of Tallahassee down to Orlando for, because it's more centralized, which I, I mean, I don't know why that wasn't thought of before. Somebody put in a request to have all voters automatically registered. As soon as you turn 18, they sent you mail and you would get a choice of which group, which uh, political party you want to be a part of. And then if you did not fill out and send it back, then they would automatically register you to vote and you would be placed into the independent party. In deeper yet they have ones here which are also part of um some of the ideas which we've been hearing now is pushing for the for felon's right to vote, which we I recently read an article today that said that originally well any felon in the state of Florida that gets released after doing his due time has to go vote for, a, uh, I guess, the governor and a select few uh, for, their, for this hearing to determine whether or not they would have the right to vote again. And the governor has ultimate say on yes or no. And from the past, it has seemed that if these people were suggesting that they would vote more so in the favor of the governor, that the governor would go ahead and um, approve their rights to vote, which is definitely a little disconcerting, instead of just uniformly providing that.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, clemency is a, its an interesting topic, and many states handle it a myriad of ways. You know, Florida has the, you know, our, our clemency process, like you just named, you know, you, you, you go before a committee panel, they review all your documents, and they make the ultimate decision on whether or not they think you, you know, you've done everything to have your, your civil rights restored so to speak mm. uh, So, yeah, but you know in other states there's you never lose your civil rights for example like your right to vote mm. uh, you never you never lose that right and there are a lot of civil rights that people don't even realize uh, the, the right to, to hold public office is something that you mm-hmm. lose um, the right to vote the right to carry a firearm is something that you lose um, so you know a lot of people argue, or maybe not a lot of people, but, you know, one school of thought is that, you know, until a person has all of these things fully restored, they do not feel like they are fully back as a member of society and good standing. And thus, they are more likely to um, recommit crimes and, and end up back in the system. Hmm. So some people argue so that... restoring you know, their rights rapes.
0: would probably aid in in reducing the recidivism rate correct exactly
1: That, that that at least that's one school of thought gotcha
0: hey basic fam here's a black history fact for you before his illustrious career as a baseball player jackie robinson was enlisted into the united states army during world war ii he was assigned to the 761st tank battalion also known as the black panthers however because of a maligned court marshalling, he was never actually allowed to see the field of battle. Lucky for us, he became a superstar and broke the color barrier in baseball. As for the 761st Tank Battalion, they went on to be known as the most effective tank battalion of World War II. What are some of the like the commission's choices that
1: are piquing your interest? So uh, to go back though, um, you know it's it's very interesting. 103 proposals were filed by the commission, um, with several commissioners filing multiple multiple ones. And the commission did something unique where every single proposal had to get a hearing. So that meant every single proposition. Was heard by the by, by a regulated committee, so that was a pretty interesting context. So it, it, even if you were a, a member that wasn't popular with the rest of the commission, and nothing that you proposed was going to pass, you still had the chance to to argue and make your points known, and the public had the chance to come out and speak in favor of those points. So that that was unique. Um, in terms of the things that I've been watching, uh, you know, for the most part, I've been watching things concerning the civil justice system. Hmm. A lot of them have been defeated. In fact, uh, there was just one uh, pay, uh, proposal. 99 was defeated this week and it dealt with uh, a patient's right to know. And I want to say 2004, more than 80% of the voting population voted uh, on a proposition called Amendment 7. Well, Amendment 7 essentially said Floridians have the right to access access. Adverse incidences, if they are created during the normal course and scope of business for hospitals. Uh, So essentially, it was a free choice proposition where, you know, before you pick which hospital you want to go to, you're allowed to look to see, you know, what medical accidents happened at those places, what adverse incidences happened. Huh. You know, do I want to go to Hospital A or Hospital B? I don't know. Mm. Okay, Hospital A has a lot of wrong site surgeries, and I'm going in there for surgery. So you know what? I'm probably not going to go with with Hospital A. And uh, there was a pro, uh, proposal ninety nine would essentially uh, had a small provision, just a, a sentence or two in there that would essentially, um hide all of that from from Dang. the public and see that's the kind of stuff that we definitely need to
0: know before we get ourselves cut open <laughs> by a surgeon <laughs> and then have to pay them these huge medical bills for it as well
1: yeah yeah the, so thank the transparency you. yeah you're welcome the transparency and the cost of um, of medicine is is interesting but you know at, at least at bare minimum, you'll be able to access the adverse incidences that have happened at the hospital before you go there. At least that's gotcha. that's
0: how it
1: should be. Hmm. So, and you, the last
0: thing I was going to say, now, I know that there's been a move like the last election, we got to vote on the medical side for cannabis, and then we saw within there, there was a, a proposition uh, for legalizing cannabis on a, not just medical, but also the recreational So That's something that was discussed by the commission.
1: So I, I haven't followed every single proposal, right? But here's something that you got to remember about this commission. So the first commission was, was founded in 1977 and, and, and everything that went into to creating it was, was filed in 1968, right? So your first one's in 77 and then in 97 and now 2017, right? Yeah. One of the things you got to remember, though, is that the Democratic Party had power in 97 and in 77. And in 77, it was absolutely the Democrats. In 97, it became a, a little bit of a split, and there was a shift in more Republicans mm-hmm. on the CRC. Mm-hmm. So, this is the first CRC that you're seeing by a Republican dominated uh, political realm. So the governor is a Republican, the speaker and the the Senate president are Republican. So in essence,
0: you're telling us that the likelihood of that even having been brought up is pretty low.
1: Precisely.
2: All right, basic fam. So most of you guys know by now that I am from the Northeast outside of Philadelphia. I have a fun fact for you guys that you more than likely don't know. Back in 1688, The first people to actually stand up against slavery were the Quaker people up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
0: We've got an interesting environment where, um, well, we have an interesting environment, both politically um, and um, within the communities of America. We have a lot of these movements that are coming up anywhere from the Me Too, um, to just race and gender, um, those are all kind of popping up. Is, like, what, you know, given the things we've seen from Colin Kaepernick kneeling and bringing attention to police brutality um, all the way over to what happened in, like, Charleston, um, what, you know, what can, what, did, what do you, what's your opinion on the current political environment and how charged it is in the nation? So,
1: wow, that was that was a lot to unpack. So, I mean, one, you think about the disinformation of the American public. And it's happening a lot on the political side as well, where information is just being it's given to people in a way to affect how they react, mm-hmm. but it's not it's not truly neutral, it's not truly accurate and I think that's very harmful for the public so you know in a situation where people are just solely listening to one um, you know one news source and and everyone is kind of creating their own echo chamber and I think it's really creating a, a multiple silos in society where people are not they're no longer speaking to each other you know, they're speaking to the people that think just like them mm-hmm. so they're schooling the they are schooling the fish and they're never interacting with the other schools of fish and, uh, and it's just probably problematic for for all of society because i don't know how we ultimately end up making the best decisions if only some people's you know views. version of the truth is heard or mm-hmm. some people's views are seen or just you know we need it's a marketplace of ideas well, and, and, it's and the, that's the best way to to kind of handle some of these issues, like, a how do you handle medical marijuana, where you have states that that want to legalize it, and you know,
0: yeah. but what about education? I mean, you're saying we're government. getting the people are getting mis, like a sense of miseducation from the government. Would you argue that perhaps the education that we're providing our children isn't sufficient enough to produce, um, the correct reactions about the misinformation that's being Um, provided to them via political
1: slash government distribution via media yeah just to be clear i I wasn't saying that the government is doing the misinformation i want to come off like a conspiracy theorist uh it's the handling it's the handling of um you know government actions that i think is being portrayed and give an example give an example yeah, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> without, uh, <laughs> no, no. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an example that, that there's still limited knowledge on because it it literally just happened. Um, but the releasing of the FB, the the releasing of the Nunez memo, mm. dealing with uh, everything that happened on the FISA warrant on tapping one of the Trump campaign supporters. Wow. So obviously, it was a Republican-led memo. Um, It it was voted on a party line Is my understanding uh, To release the memo The Democrats memo was not released At the same time as the Republican memo And it just It just leads to You know and and The FBI and the Department Might just be the FBI But the FBI and other intelligence agencies Have come out and requested That the memo not be released And that it's not not as accurate As it could be Because it leaves out You know material facts and there's a lot of material omissions and that kind of stuff uh ends up leading to much vitriol for one particular party or one particular school of thought and it leaves that group upset with the other group it leaves the other group upset with that group because they don't feel like their version of the truth was heard and it really ends up not being about the truth at all and just being about whatever facts people were given
0: and see, that's that's funny that you said because you can take that exact thing and refer it back to the people, where it's just like we have these um, these arguments or these fights that are going on between um, just not even along party lines, but just strictly among people, neighbors where they seem to be arguing points that really, like you said, like it there's there's literally a stated fact that we they both agree on. however, Resolving that or coming to a conclusion based off of the facts that they see are different based off of perceptions of the truth.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and that goes back to the marketplace idea, marketplace of ideas. I don't don't think that's necessarily problematic that people can view an issue and have you know different ways of determining um, you know how they feel about it. I think that's that's kind of the American way. I think the problem is where. You have entities um, for their own profit are actively engaging in in the misrepresentation of facts or the kind of uh, utilizing only certain things and materially omitting other things in order to shift people's ideas and how they think. In fact, like I just read recently, since it's Black History Month, um, people are, are trying to uh, at least my understanding is that people are are attempting. There's a large group of people that are attempting to flood uh, Black Panther reviews with negative reviews, hmm. so that the movie does not seem as successful as, as it may or may not be.
0: <laughs> I just want to point out to all my Marvel fans out there: do not be fooled. We know what this is. Second of all, that movie is going to kill it in the box office. I haven't. That movie has the most pre-sales. Than any other Marvel movie you get released. I'm a huge Marvel fan. I love Marvel, love i <laughs> I've seen You're all right. these movies multiple times. I am so stoked. Now, if they can find a way to get to get the X Men into the Fini- Infinity Wars, and they can find a way to get the Fantastic Four, God, please make this happen. I would die. It would be the best thing ever. You're so
2: they're
1: really excited and
0: talk really fast. Yeah, we really are. Yo, man, Marvel head. So, I mean. Uh, so we see your point there. I'm trying to digress and bring it back. Uh, <laughs> I, so I see your point in all this. I mean, it is it is an issue that I know many people have pointed to the different things, whether it be media, social media, or the delivery methods uh, of information. Um, but in essence, we need to start being more... Um, Attentive to what's being said and then also spend some time digesting it and researching the facts behind all these things.
1: Right.
0: Absolutely. Hey, Basic Fam. Fun fact for Black History Month. Did you know that Martin Luther King Jr. was making revisions to his speech all the way up to the podium? Yeah. He stayed up till 3 a.m. making revisions and was even seen in the crowd making changes to the speech before making it to the podium. What's even more interesting, his famous four words, I have a dream, were ad-libbed. It is Black History Month, so let's, I thought it would be kind of cool if we went back and just saw what kind of things are winning in black culture. So, recently we all found out that hip hop was, became number one in the US, which is Amazing when you think about the history. I mean, it's been over 40 years that we've had hip hop in this country. Um, I don't know if our fans or nothing like that have had a chance to watch maybe some of the documents that they have out there. It's great seeing how it just kind of it grew from a sense of spoken word up into um, into the mainstream of music and released through uh, DJs. I mean, the growth of it has been something truly from grassroots, and I think that has been kind of cool, and we're seeing that now through a little bit more exposure through the Grammys and the award ceremonies that we see. Um, so, on this occasion, GC, what? who's your favorite
1: hip-hop ar- hip artist? <laughs> oh, man. So... I used to rap back in the day.
0: Oh, yo, spit yeah. some bars, spit some bars for
1: us. Man. Yeah, probably, probably none of it's probably uh, appropriate. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we'll, we'll mute it to... out, bro. We'll mute it out. <laughs> all of my, all of my rap had gratuitous violence because, because <laughs> I went to inner city schools, <laughs> and, uh, high school, So it was just like gratuitous violence. I made a couple like conscious raps uh, in undergrad, but mm. that's about it, man, But I mean, there are a lot of people, there are a lot of people vibing right now. Um, it's hard to really pick pick just one my overall favorite artist might be uh, one of my closest friends Sam, Sam Jalei aka Samurai he, I used to have great times rapping with him on tracks Um, commercially though, Tupac is my favorite rapper Tupac, Trista did you
2: just say you used to rap? oh yeah, did I hear that
1: correctly? Mm. yes ma'am
2: okay, now so okay, I'm tr- not gonna try to put you on the spot because those days are behind <laughs> you, but okay.
0: <laughs> so what about you, Trista? Who's who's on your list?
2: Um, well, being in the south now, I'm not from the south. I'm from the northeast. Um, Jigga Man, I mean, oh, he was oh, always man. on and pop. Don't be a hater. <laughs> I'm not, I'm like, Biggie's okay for me. Not at East n- Sorry, not a West Coast fan. Like Snoop Dogg's okay, Tupac's okay. Jigga Man is where it's at for me. Also, I enjoy Common. I enjoy Nas for sure. Where is Nas at, actually?
0: He's, he's 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 out there. I heard he's contemplating dropping that Ether too.
2: <sighs>
0: yeah, well, that's where I'm at.
2: Where are you at, Damien?
0: So I'm. I will say that I'm not a hip hop connoisseur. And I've now, truly, I no 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 I'm terrible. I'm really terrible. Y'all I basic fan I have the worst taste in hip hop. I probably just listened to a few artists that I can respectful respectively actually drop and not get name called for. But to be completely honest, like i I fell in love with this guy called Logic. I'm sure everybody's heard of him now since his uh, Grammy nomination, but his first album, Under Pressure, really just sucked me right in and ever since then i've been a huge fanboy for logic so uh big ups to him
1: for his nom i'm I'm pretty sure he's listening too (laughs) i
2: hope so i hope so fingers
1: crossed (laughs) we need you on the march when logic come through amen amen well i mean you could talk about how uh you know we lost dennis edwards today no way. Oh, I did
2: see that yeah. in the shade room, yeah.
1: I did no, not I'd see leave. that. We could all pick a temptation song and sing it. I could definitely, I don't or know if that's or winning. Or you could just
2: take my turn and you can go twice. No! <laughs> <laughs> that could happen.
1: I thought you, was, I thought you were going to lead us off, actually. I know, for real.
2: No, my ears can take so much. <laughs> temptations?
0: Yo, Temptations were killing yeah. me back in the day, though. That's still, you know, what's funny. Listening to, uh... To, like, that... I guess that that era of music. I still, um... I was actually thinking about the Four Tops. And, um... And the Stylistics. Love their music, too. (laughs) Dang. R.I.P, man. That's crazy. So, if y'all don't know... Some of our younger fans might not know, but, uh... The Temptations song... You know, My Girl, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Um, Ain't Too Proud of to a Brick. Oh, know? that's such a good one. Um, Just My Imagination. Just My
2: Imagination. There you go. One more time. One more time. Just My Imagination.
0: Hit it. <laughs> yeah. And um, a few other ones that. Their other ones might be a little bit less famous, but um, they had some some big hits back in the day. Dang, that is sad. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: unfortunate. It is, but um, no. it should it help everybody. Re- like yeah, seventy-five, right? But it should help everybody remember to You gotta appreciate your artists while you have them. hmm Appreciate their music. Appreciate their art. Appreciate their style.
0: This is true. This is very true. Well, GC, I mean, I appreciate you coming on. Um, all the knowledge that you dropped on us today and f- during this month, I mean, so many, so much information that we are going to, well, I'm hoping everybody, basic family, you go out there and at least check out with your local governments and kind of see what's going on in your local communities as well. Um, and, hey, if you want to let us know, GC, about, I mean, your found the ICE Foundation Innovative Community Engagement, um, on how people can either get engaged, assist, or um, if they're interested in host helping you guys host an event,
1: how can they get in touch with you guys? The ICE Foundation, uh, we're, we're active on social media, Innovative Community Engagement Foundation. I, I don't want people to get the impression that we're affiliated with the actual ICE, like the federal agency. We're not. But um, you know, check us out, foundationice.org, I-C-E. Uh, you know or email us info at foundationice.org. We are always doing events. Uh, we're the millennial answer to community service. Um, it doesn't take a lot to do things with us. Uh, we just need a little bit of your time. A little bit of your input can have a lot of output and help a lot of people. so gotcha. All
0: right well thank you very much for your time and yeah uh, we hope to see great things in the future. I certainly appreciate being on here, Davey. Yes, sir. been a pleasure. Thank you. So, basic fam, it's that time. We are about to dive into the February hair tips. Trista.
2: Yes, we are. Yes, we are.
0: Trista, so this tell different. us what's yes, going sir. on. Tell us what, what are you, what's going on in that crazy mind of yours, because I just want to know.
2: I'm- I don't know about crazy, but, um, yeah, I have something different for you guys this month. Instead of tossing out, um, like a recommended hairstyle or hair care, I want to take attention off the ladies this month and put it on you fellas.
0: Oh, so, hey!
2: I want to touch on some, some trends that are going on with male grooming and by male grooming, I mean from the neck up.
0: Okay? Oh, good. Cause you know, okay. my mind went straight to the gutter
2: yeah i don't know nothing <laughs> about that but uh from, from the neck up minus the ears and the nose that's y'all got that on your own right mm. I, I hope the hell y'all do i don't I have no clue what you
0: talking <laughs> about because i don't have that issue but go ahead
2: well i mean it's no secret that women tend to care more about their looks and taking care of their looks with the eye cream and all that good stuff with their skincare routine mm-hmm. not so much men um but I feel like now men are being more attentive to their regimen. I hope it's not just for the women. I hope it's also for themselves. Mm -hmm. For all the single guys or the married guys, don't let yourself go, please. Um, It's a market. Listen now, you may be amazed a little bit. Mm. The male grooming market is worth over 50 billion with the B billion dollars.
0: Yes. I did not know we even cared that much.
2: I didn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't either. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, guys are getting into more grooming, which personally, I appreciate those millennials,
0: we... those millennials.
2: <laughs> oh, goodness. It's, it's a good look, though. Like men care about how they smell, but they also care about how they look and how they look long term, which is good. Hmm. Um, Because it's like, unlike women's skin, A man's skin is thicker, which I think you can probably tell by looking at a guy, you guys grow beards and everything else.
1: Um, And your skin also
2: produces more sebum, which is oil Mm -hmm. for the non-hair lingo. Um, So yeah, it's like you have a totally different skin type than us women do. So you need different products to cater towards your skin type, right?
0: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, with this 50 $50 Fifty billion dollar industry. I mean, somebody's buying something.
0: Well, um, we hope so. I hope
2: so. I <laughs> it hope could, so. I it mean, could be
0: conspiracy. We have just a bunch of women going out there and buying all this stuff and using it for themselves. No,
2: I no? just buy for the men. I
0: mean, that can happen too. <sighs> all right. So tell tell <laughs> us what what do what kind of what kind of what should we be looking at here for us guys?
2: Um i know that men tend to shave most most men do not all men can grow full beard i understand that but most men do shave to some degree Uh... um with that whether you're aware of it or not you're exfoliating the top layer of your skin Mm -hmm. that's one reason why they say men age better than women do because we shave because you shave your face yes but you also have the excess oil which it helps keep your skin moisturized also but you can look a little oily so you know they also may wash their face more than women do obviously
0: so men should be washing their face more often than women do
2: uh at least twice a day yeah
0: regular maintenance guys regular
2: maintenance you know you go to the gym you work out you sweat wash Mm -hmm. your face wake up in the morning you're looking crusty you wash your face (laughs) Crusty, what kind of men are you you hanging around with? I'm like, yo, Uh, just one, but he don't wake up, Crusty, because he is well groomed. He takes care of himself, so he's part of that fifty billion dollar industry. You hear me? Amen. But I mean, women aren't the only ones who are doing anti aging. I wouldn't say treatments. Maybe treatments is a little excessive, but like just moisturizers. Moisturizers are actually tailored to men for their skin type. Hmm. Um, so it's like. Do you use anything specifically for your skin? So are you just bad with whatever's at the (laughs) drugstore?
0: I personally, I'm I'm surprised you asked me this. I actually, (laughs) I I like to think I'm a regular guy here, but I just usually just use the soap that I use and wash my face. But um, at some point, I think one of the women that was coming through and out of my life probably left behind a uh, sensitive skin face wash and so now I've been using that in the mornings so when I get up in the morning go and take my shower I actually do it in the shower and I use that and it's actually not bad at least my skin actually kind of nice and dare I say vibrant
2: interesting point because Men are no stranger to stealing girls' products and using it up, actually. But in your case, you left it behind, so it's okay. It's not as bad, but any woman that has lived with a man knows that men tend to take their products. No. <laughs> and and use them. always a the good This stuff. is
0: rich. This is rich, because guys, we all know they love to use our razors, too. And that, that right there is the true culprit.
2: I can honestly say I've never used a men's razor. <sighs>
0: Well, you're one of the good I'm ones. I'm one of a million. You're one of the good
2: ones. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's like your your skin right regimen, using a good moisturizer. Mm. Well, cleansing your face, using a good moisturizer. Also, when it comes to like beard trims, you know, the beard game is strong and heavy right now. I feel like social media has really exposed it to many more people because I feel like beards have always kind of been in style but at least in my opinion, some women talking here, not to this degree.
0: Mm. Which, no. did you agree? No, I have to agree with you because I remember thinking about beers and just has been like, yo, that's there's like two two sets. You had the the light, you know, the light like scruff and then you'd have the lumberjack. And there was those were the two that's all I could think of. Like you had a beard, you had the scruff and then you had a full on beard. And mm-hmm. the full-on beard was like, uh, unless you're coming from Norway or you're a Viking or something, you're not really growing that out. And I, and you're right. I think social media brought out the different styles and ways and really got guys to appreciate not shaving, which is a great thing, by the way.
2: <laughs> I have groomed quite a few beards in my day working in the, in the barbershop, so I've had to learn like literally hands on <laughs> about men's facial grooming. Mm-hmm. Um so I know that some guys, especially if if they're in the military, they tend to rock the, the clean shave look uh, right. because they have to. Um but not only that, like I feel like men are caring about their skin under their facial hair and also their facial hair in general like using aftershave balms using shaving creams um, they also make beard balms, beard butters, beard oils and I've seen some beard shampoo in the stores too now so it's like there's nothing I want to say nothing but there's there's been times where I have had to groom a beard and I'm combing it and their skin underneath is flaking just like
0: Ooh
2: you need to take care of that let me help you you need to make sure that when you wash your face wash your beard don't just skip over your beard let the excess soap just run through your beard and just stay there that's not cool that's not good that's just bad
0: (laughs) so wash wash guys get under that that scruff that deep scruff
2: and condition it it's like treat the hair on your face like you would hopefully treat the hair on your head whether you rock a high fade or not but um... be careful with the shampoo though because the face tends to be more sensitive than the hair on your head Mm -hmm. so if you have sensitive skin I would say go for a more organic or natural shampoo if you don't want to buy a separate beard targeted shampoo Hmm. That's mm. my recommendation. Good recommendation. <laughs> Thank you.
0: You were you were actually explaining balms mm-hmm. and aftershaves.
2: Um, yes. It's important to moisturize your skin and moisturize your beard. I mean, because it's hair. If you don't do anything to it, it's going to get very dry, very itchy, very scruffy. Um, it's also exposed to the environment 24-7, whether you're Walking around, driving around, um, no matter what your employment field is, when you're sleeping, it's rubbing up against the pillow, which can also draw the, the oils and the good stuff out of your beard so your beard is left dry. You have to take care of your beard, no matter what length it is, the way you're supposed to take care of your skin and your hair on your head. Yes. So take a little bit of time. It does not You have to spend 10 minutes on your male grooming regimen of just your face it only takes a couple minutes you'll get more compliments you'll get more likes on instagram if you
0: do amen amen well i guess thank you i guess for all the guys out there it's a reminder our skin is thicker we got more sebum production so we have to wash our face and make sure it's clean trissa did mention working out i recommend everybody work out but <laughs> <laughs> especially dom Don would probably say y'all need to work out, but make sure that you guys wash your face twice a day. Keep that even out so you don't produce pimples and acne. Make sure if you do um, shave, use some after shave and moisturizer. Mm-hmm. Beards, make sure you get down under there. Clear out all the gunk that's behind your beard. Get it all out so your skin can also get cleared. And make sure that you use some type of balm as well or oil or some moisturizer in there to reach to your skin so you don't flake. No girl likes flakes. Just like the ones coming off your head.
2: Yeah, Keep them it's off not your cute. shoulders.
0: Keep them out your beard.
2: Yes, it's not cute.
0: Not at all. <laughs> well, thank you, Trista. And remember, guys, you can always uh, reach Trista at on Instagram at Your <laughs> Beauty Pro. And also if you guys are interested, i noticed that, Trissa, you're doing a little thing for, for uh, Valentine's Day?
2: Yes, sir. Um, I've linked up with a local photographer in Jacksonville, and we are doing Valentine's Day sessions. So it's not really just for the girls to do for the guys. It's like, guys, you can also gift your girls a glam photo shoot. Oh, and guys,
0: trust me, they love this.
2: Yes, we do get our hair done, get our makeup done, and then uh, she'll get some pictures taken all in one room.
0: And she'll so, feel yeah, like a, a movie star. Shop.
2: Yeah, and it could be like for Valentine's specifically, or it could be a gift voucher. But yeah, all my all the info for that is on my Instagram at your beauty pro.
0: Amen. Great, great job. I appreciate you coming on and giving us all this information, adding this input today with our guest. All right, guys. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed the show. Enjoy your February. Happy Black History Month to everybody. And fi- remember, dive into your, your local government communities. Get to know your rights. Learn that you're a constitution.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, Please y'all. Do. See you
2: soon. Until next time. Peace. Ciao.
0: Hey, Basic Fam. The show today was produced by Basic LLC. Music was provided by Torian Miles. If you haven't already rated us, you know it helps us get noticed, so one star is five stars it's up to you, but remember to subscribe and share and let people know about the basic buzz. Alright basic fam, see you next time.